Welcome to the Simplified Marketing Podcast. Straight-talking ideas to grow your business. Hello and welcome to the Simplified Marketing Podcast, the show that aims to help you grow your business. You can find out more about us at marketingsimplified.co.uk. And don't forget, you can listen to the show on iTunes and also on Google Podcasts. Don't forget to leave us a review. Now, uh, my name is John Lawley and I'm your web wizard. I'm Georgia and I'm your design and brand guardian. I'm Andrew Black and I help trades people develop their processes and systems. Now, it's the beginning of August and we're probably five or six months now into the coronavirus lockdown and the pandemic worldwide. So is business back to, back to normal? Um, I think that we can probably say that business is not back to normal. This is not necessarily a normal August. And of course, the um, furlough program in the UK now will be starting to wind down. So how is this affecting people, Andrew? Well, I think obviously it's industry specific and it's individual specific. But whereas you'd previously look at um, annual forecasts or quarterly forecasts and you'd compare last year's uh, summer, last year's June, July, August to this year's, there's no rhyme or reason. You still can't predict you still want to be cutting your costs or your fixed costs as much as you can. You still want to be negotiating your cost of sales as much as possible because trying to work out what kind of income you've got coming in is still incredibly difficult. A number of the tradespeople that I speak to, a lot of the builders, a lot of the handymen, they're really busy, really busy. Of course, some of the work is seasonal for the gas and heating engineers. Um, they'll kind of ramp up against when the, the weather changes. Um, but as people seemingly aren't going away on holiday, and are struggling to get holiday homes now in the UK, as they're getting a little bit more clarity and a little bit more certainty of the situation, they're working out what disposable income they've got. And instead of August being a quiet month for those guys, it's actually really, really busy because people are getting those home improvements or extensions, conservatories, and so on done. So a lot of the lads, are, not just the lads, a lot of the tradespeople, sorry, are really busy, really rushed off their feet, which is unheard of for them, but obviously they're totally grateful for it after the... Um, uncertainty that they've had over the last few months. Yeah, I found this, speaking to different tradespeople, that um, well, the, the difference between the have and the have-nots, of course, is quite stark. But the people who um, maybe are a bit more well-off and have a bit of that extra cash and haven't been spending it and can't necessarily go away from on holiday are looking to spend it in some way, shape or form on home improvements. Yeah, I mean, if you were just, if, if you're a family of, of two adults and two children, and you know yourself, John, you're looking at spending anywhere between sort of three and six thousand pounds on a holiday, depending on where you're going and how many stars you want. So for a lot of people, that's a large chunk of money that's probably been budgeted for. And now you know whether your organization and industry, what's going on, you know if you've been furloughed or you're back to work, you know what income you've got. You haven't been going out for the last few months. So you can probably add to that fear that figure a little bit more. And suddenly you've got some money to to get around to doing all the jobs and to start spending around the home. And and that's certainly what we're seeing. I mean, even at our networking meeting this morning, our thank you for the business on this period versus the period last year, we were up over half a million pounds worth of business traded between the group. And that's a massive increase versus last year. And one you certainly wouldn't predict at the beginning of all this. That is a big factor then, isn't it? So people actually do have money at the moment and are spending it. You wouldn't necessarily think about it being spent there in August, usually. Wouldn't it, would it be um, pushed back to September, October, or do people normally get things done before schools go back? Normally, August is just a write-off month, especially for the, for, from the trades perspective, it's a write-off month because everyone sort of takes it off and no one's making any decisions. 
So as I say, it was almost like everything's been moved forward a couple of months because the kids haven't been at school. Hopefully they're all going back at September. I know that's the plan at least now. So people are trying to get it done. People are trying to rush it through. People are trying to use that money. Um, of course, it's not the, not the case for all industries, but certainly for the tradespeople, this is what's happening. I mean, how are you guys more of a creative industry finding it? From my side, it's, it's been a bit mental, to be honest, I guess, because people have had uh, a lot of the trades guys that I work with. They had some time off during the COVID period that they've been able to rethink their marketing and their branding and they've wanted to have conversations. I'm slowly starting to get back to normal now from what was a bit crazy. So I'm imagining August, September time from a creative perspective, things to start plateauing out a little bit more again, you know, God forbid, whatever may uh, await us the next few months. Um, Obviously, a lot of industries are supposed to have gone back last week, the beauty industry, a lot of the gyms are supposed to have opened, etc. And that all stopped. And so I know I'd love to know from your perspective, Andrew, as well, with everyone, a lot of the trades being super busy now, um, because of what's going on, are they... Is it a case that everyone's just saying yes to all this work because they're trying to recoup maybe what they lost in the first few months or a fear that because certain places in, in England are starting to lock down again, is it, oh, my God, like we may not have work again October, November time. So we're we're trying to just take on what we can now. Like where do you see this going for the next couple of months? I think most business owners are trying to balance the fact of when to bring their guys back from furlough or not. Um, I know obviously we mentioned that from the 1st of August, it's now the government are paying 70%, but employers contribute to uh, pensions and national insurance. Now there's something to pay. So whether there's this need to say yes to more jobs and yes to more work, and hopefully that's still within their ideal client. They're not just saying yes to everything. Um, But that's certainly happening because this furlough, this support that we've all had is kind of slowly being taken away from us. I think with everything that's happened during the lockdown up north, um, I, I don't think the, the kind of reaction down here has been quickly enough. I think it's more a case of, no, we don't know what's going to happen down here. I think a lot of us expect it to happen. But it's that kind of British mentality in some ways. We're just, you know what, kind of heads up, chin up. Let's keep going. Let's keep moving forward. Let's follow the rules and regulations. Let's follow the legislation. But let's get the work done while we can. We've all had that time of um, self-isolation. We've had that time of being indoors. And I think a lot of people that are still in work and still have a business are very, very grateful to have that business. So whilst the work is now back here, it kind of feels like a bit of a reward in some ways because it could have been so, so different. So there's a lot more gratitude and a lot more happy faces out there, you know, considering what, what could have been. And obviously we know a lot of people that haven't made it through in a lot of industries that will be sort of paying the price or trying to recoup the losses long-term if they make it at all. Yeah, that's, that's some really good points. But as well, the start of August now is the time when the furlough scheme is being started to roll back by the government. So is this now going to be the point where a lot of people, a lot of business owners have to start make some, making some difficult decisions? I know for a fact, speaking for, for various different companies, people are, some people are fine, they're going to bring back all their staff. Other businesses, though, have managed to get by using maybe a quarter or a third of their staff with the rest on furlough. And what they've realized is they can actually work with the staff that they have unfurloughed and don't necessarily need as many of the other staff to come back, which is quite a scary thought. 
Well, it's an interesting point that we touched on um, in a previous episode, and it is exactly that. It's like some of the middle managers or even the directors have been pulled back into an operational position and have really experienced the, the day-to-day processes of what's going on. And having that, those in that position versus being in that position themselves five or six years previously or whatever it is, they're now kind of looking at it and going, well, we don't need two people when we've only got one. And if we don't know what our turnover is going to be or our sales are going to be uh, for the next few months, or if we've downsized our commercial, or if we're working remotely and we can't balance out in the books, I think certainly it's going to start pushing other companies um, into a position where they've got to make um, decisions over certain people in the firm. Yes, they can try and keep them going through the furlough scheme, but ultimately now you've kind of had enough time as a business owner to make decisions now yourself. I think we were very much at the mercy of the government in some ways. We were very much hoping, and in my opinion, I think they've done brilliantly in terms of the support for businesses. You know, you can criticize them on everything else, that's absolutely fine. But in terms of what they've done for, for, for businesses and uh, companies across the UK, I think the furlough scheme has been something that's brilliant. We, we'll cross that bridge in a few years' time when our tax rate goes up, et cetera, et cetera. But right now, in this moment, it's helped a, a lot of people. So, yeah, I think we'll, we'll start to see that now. And I know in industries not related to trades, um, I know people that have kind of been made redundant and people that have been offered reduced hours contracts. Um, it's kind of just part and parcel. And you, you hear stories of 200 applications for a part-time job in a pub. Um, you know, you hear um, other stories of you know minimum wage jobs, and there being a, a high demand, high application CVs coming in for for what is a kind of a job you wouldn't do, or you'd be overqualified to do. Almost people that are applying, so it's it's really really tricky. But I think yes, the, the August the first deadline in some ways is going to start squeezing other um, managers and other business owners to make those decisions. Um, I think the kind of more risk averse will start to kind of go like, you know, we've got the funding, we've got the backup and perhaps they'll go full steam ahead on using it on either coaching or marketing. Uh, I mean, you guys said you've both been busy. So, I mean, are you seeing them using that money towards that? I think that it's, it's quite, well, it's been quite interesting, I think, because usually, you know, for creative agencies, I suppose, August is that month where everyone goes away on holiday or all your staff goes away on holiday. There aren't as many orders or you're just kind of like keeping things going. And then all of a sudden, September, back to school, and all of a sudden people are like, need this now, got to push it out, got to make as much money as I can now before Christmas, especially in the retail industries. So usually you wait for that flood of orders um, and new clients in September. But it's kind of happening now, I think. Um, in a way, the, um, the st- kind of usual yearly structure has kind of been taken away. And as me and Georgia have said in the past, you know, as soon as um, people got a bit stable a few weeks after lockdown, it's like, right, okay, well, we do need to, uh, to get things out there and we do need to stay online and we do need to get more customers. So let's keep on going. So that's kind of kept us kind of stable, I think, in a creative um, way all the way through, if not increased demand, because people have realized they have to use social media, they have to get online, because you can't um, just disappear from the world and you can't be there in person. So it, it's, it's quite an interesting way. And, and as we said in previous episodes as well, you kind of hope that people are, are learning these lessons to uh, augment their marketing and not just rely on one, one facet to it, but have three or four or five. I think the problem we'll find again is, as you said, now that everyone seemingly is busy again, of course, the focus changes and the focus goes back on the what, what's urgent. And what's urgent is everyone wants their job done tomorrow. 
So the distraction or the man- management of your own self by not saying yes to everything comes back into play and knowing that they still have to think about their marketing for quarter one next year or even quarter four this year. Um, so I, I hope I hope there'll be lessons learned, but I know people. And I'm, I'm fairly certain that. You know people or you know specific people? <laughs> I, I know general people and specific people. And I know that, that it takes a real emotional stop to learn and change and that could be almost losing a business or being very ill almost going under or something like that happening that changes your perspective or opens you up to a new perspective otherwise people are just going to repeat the same habits and patterns unfortunately for you guys in terms of planning forward thinking and planning marketing and unfortunately for me using me to keep them accountable or booking strategy sessions or having me work on a retainer basis with them you get so caught up in the day-to-day or phone call phone call email email text message must answer this right now no you don't no you don't that's not the most important thing that's going on today. And that customer will wait 30 minutes or three and a half hours for you to call them back this afternoon. This kind of instant world that we're in, partly driven because of social media, we've kind of really started to apply it to, to business life. And, and really, business doesn't have to be like that. It's really tempting, isn't it? When you've got clients that uh, are at the ready to pass over money, I need this website, John. I want it. I want it by Monday, Georgia. Do this to me, like in terms of with the trades as well. When you when you've got clients that are practically throwing money at you because they really want something now, they suddenly see the value in it. But there's a lot of strength in in realizing that actually there's the whole quality of life as well. And when you've been through stressful periods in business in years past, and you think, you know, I, that's that's how I used to do things. I used to say yes to everything with ridiculous deadlines. I'd be up all night. I'd be working constantly. I was sick because of it. I wasn't actually performing as well because I was overworking. It's about learning to manage yourself as well, isn't it? And and getting that balance that despite what's been going on and how people are affected in their business, um, with losses over some of the months as well, you don't want to get back into that um, that cycle that you can't break out of again. No, I mean, look, there might be some genuine individuals or genuine companies that do have to play catch up that do have to catch up that income that's been lost. And they've had their rest, hopefully, and now, but you can't work twice as hard. You know, you can you can prioritize and be more efficient and therefore be more productive, but you can't double your output based on working, you know, twice as long. It doesn't work like that. So you have to prioritize and communicate. How does it, I mean, do you think it's more of an attitude thing? Because during this, um, you know, during the, the past few months, I've seen various people in different industries, and it's almost like chalk and cheese, even within the same industry. So I've been speaking with one particular friend um, who was talking about his one of his best friends who runs a, a presentation agency, an events agency. And they pretty much just had to put themselves to the wall because um, of ongoing costs and things like this, and obviously a lot of cancellations. However, another presentation company in the same space who work with similar clients that um, myself and a few different people have been working with, their business is going through the roof because they switched really quickly to doing online events and offering something that they could do on a big scale for massive companies, using things like Zoom, using things like augmented reality. And their business is absolutely booming right now. So is it, is it, is it that they've not had the right environment to be able to build on things? And that's why the, you know, the first company has gone pretty much under or is it the fact that they've just not thought creatively or they've not wanted to think creatively? I think that goes down to an individual thing. 
if you've got um, a business leader that is fundamentally creative and has innovation as one of their foundational skills, then they will always adapt to diversify when there is a struggle or a challenge. Other people, I mean, not being funny, for the other business owner, it might have been the sign that they wanted to slow down and close up anyway. You don't know what their psychological stage was for, for working. And for we, I mean, we saw that. We've seen a lot of businesses kind of just bow out of certain groups and certain networks that we're in or used it as a, as a space or used it as time or, or left altogether. It was just what they need as a trigger. I spoke to someone today that's completely changed their career as a result of it and is far happier because of it. So no problem. But for those other people that kind of, you know, right, here is a really dire situation, solve the problem. Well, the second example you gave there, John, that's perfect for them. Those people come alive, they become creative, and they solve problems. It's more of a true entrepreneur versus being like a, a manager of a business, for argument's sake. They use creative solutions to solve real problems, and that's exactly what they've done. Um, I think some of the trades guys have been able to do that. They've been able to kind of add new products or add new services or be a little bit more creative with their marketing and so on. Um, but for a lot of the guys, they've just kind of waited, woe is me, massive problem. Oh my God, this is unfair. Wow, wow, wow. Taking the loans when they've got them. And now they're kind of back to it. And it's the same mold. It's the same mold people. And not being funny, those aren't your customers. They're not my customers. And they'll probably never want to be our customers either, frankly. So there we go. There's one other defining factor between those two companies as well, in that um, the company that is now doing very well was investing in their marketing and online marketing for a number of years beforehand, whereas company A, which is folded, were relying much more on, on word of mouth and the people that they could get in touch with. They weren't, they weren't using a, a bigger, wider set of tools. Yeah, and, and that is why it's so essential. It's so essential that now, and I think the kind of big lesson that will come out of this is now that the people that are busy again is, is don't make the same mistakes and don't neglect what you're doing, especially when it comes to things like having your marketing plan, having your sales pipeline, communicating with your database. That should be ongoing, regardless of pandemic, recession, everything's brilliant, there's rainbows with pots of gold, it doesn't matter. It should be consistent, clear and concise and you should be talking to Georgia, you should be talking to John of exactly what that message should be and targeting at the people that you want to be speaking to so you're doing more profitable work and not saying yes all the time. You mentioned about mistakes and, and also you mentioned about the, um, the bounce back loan as well. I'd love to know what you think about uh, the, the trades in particular, those that have taken that bounce back loan. Um, the dangers that there might be with people having 50k suddenly sitting in their account um, and what they might be doing with that, maybe what they should be doing with that, how they should be thinking <laughs> a little bit more business inclined. <laughs> you, you certainly can't go out, out at the moment, if that's what you mean, Georgia, but you, uh, there is a lot of online gambling, I suppose, that could kind of <laughs> distract you a little bit. Now, look, I've spoken to a few people and a few people have kind of got it in the bank and it's there as a buffer and they're just waiting on the users again. They want to see how this period plays out. And you know what? Come 12 months, they'll pay it back. Or in sort of 11, 10 months' time, they'll have a clear understanding of what they want to do regarding marketing websites, et cetera, or new vans or new machinery. But we've had some guys, um, I was a guest previously, I think you mentioned it during the podcast, Kieran, literally used the money to invest in tools, which was a business decision based on the fact that work that he was outsourcing, he could do internally and then make 20 or 30%, I believe he said, by doing that. So people are using it in different ways, but it's like having that pot of money for your VAT at the end of each quarter. It's got to be, you've got to be disciplined. 
you've got to have that discipline. You've got to have that accountability. If it's 50K for an emergency money or you've earmarked it for this project or that project or to bankroll a certain uh, tender that you've been accepted on, then that's absolutely fine. Um, but for those business owners that are kind of more creative than they are sort of number orientated, it's definitely worth having a business partner or someone close just to keep them in check or move it to a different account for, for argument's sake and just stay stay away from that online online gambling or whatever else the money could go on. <laughs> definitely. So, Andrew, how are you helping from a client coaching point of view at the moment? Well, what's been good, I mean, because the bounce back loan came out originally, some of the more forward-thinking guys were like, you know what, let me invest this money in uh, personal development or business development. So they'd spend a bit of money uh, with myself, doing a bit of planning, working out what their strategy was, working out their vision, working out their financial forecast. And even if it was a one-off session, they could come and do that over 90 minutes or two hours. Um, I've gained a couple of long-term clients because of that, that pay me on a monthly retainer, which is great. But as August kind of historically is quieting down for me while people do go away, what I've said is as opposed to just doing like a free discovery call, um, we'll do that call first, but then we can meet up either via Zoom or if the guys are local, face-to-face -face and just do a one-hour free time, fire your questions, brainstorming session, get the whiteboard out or paper out or whatever it is, and we can either work for a specific issue or if there's a problem that the, um, the company's experienced and they just want to hear about it or talk through it with someone, maybe they can't speak to their family about it, maybe they can't speak to their business part about it, they just want to speak to someone that's kind of been there, done it, get a second opinion on it i'm offering that for the month of august so if guys just want to get in touch with me send me a message we can book that um book that time be creative have a cup of coffee and just literally talk for an hour and, and hopefully leave uh if you want to come on board as a client after that absolutely no problem at all but if not at least you've left and you've maybe got three or four pointers and maybe a little to-do list just so you're off on the right track at least. And you can find out more at heroesonhand.co.uk or get in touch with Andrew at info at heroesonhand.co.uk. Okay, well, thank you very much for listening or for watching. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes and, of course, find out more about the show at marketingsimplified.co.uk. Thanks very much, and we'll see you next time. That's all for this time, but don't worry, we'll be back with more soon. Stay tuned for new episodes at marketingsimplified.co.uk.